Welcome to the Centre for Stories podcast. The Centre for Stories is a place where stories are told, shared and kept. In Bright Light Snow City, LGBTQIA plus youth share their stories of growing up in country WA. This project was made possible with funding from Community Arts Network. The following story is by Emery Wishart, who worked with Sasonke Misamung, our oral storytelling trainer, to craft his story in oral form. Here's Emery. My story starts in basically the end of year 12 and like we've just graduated and me and my friends have gone for a leavers event um, to like a family beach house, um, just the three of us, nothing big, like not going to Dunsborough or anything, but um, yeah, we're hanging out and having a good time, just sort of chilling around after completing exams and that sort of thing. And um, I've had this like big sort of like secret sort of weighing on me, fairly fairly big, like on my shoulders. And um, me and my friend Tyler have just been walking around this block all evening. <laughs> like there's this whole bunch of shacks and this road that just goes one way in a circle. And we were just like lapping around, lap after lap. And so, yeah, we're pottering along and like he's been pretty stressed out all day and I've sort of noticed and been like, hey, like what's going on? Like you can chat to me about anything. What's up? And he's like, oh, no, it's all good. Like don't worry. Um, but of course I would sort of was just wanted to know. And eventually he, um, we're walking along up after slap and he just let me know like, oh, like I'm gay. And I was like, wow, like that's amazing. And I was there to support him. And like, it was cool to hear him say that, but on the inside I was also like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> like I have a friend that's also queer. And so then I was like, okay, whilst we're going on these laps, like I'm going to, I'm going to tell him as well. And so we're going around lap after lap and it's like 1am and we're just bog lapping around these shacks. It was really strange, but great. And um, yeah, so then he's like, okay, I think we should go to bed. Like it's pretty late. And I was like, oh shit, like I should have, I should have already told him about this. And um, so we're walking along and I'm like trying to slow down the pace, like take it a little bit slower, like trying to wait around <laughs> and um, so then we can see the shack like it's nearly time to get home and I need to tell him before we get home because my friend is asleep inside and I don't want to tell her yet just want to tell Tyler and so I was like okay let's get this out um, just so you know I'm I'm not straight either and that was like such a great thing to say and he was so surprised and happy and excited and so, of course, we kept walking. So it's 1am and we're lapping around and just having a great time talking about life and, like, just how amazed we are that we both have a queer friend. Like, it was so uplifting. We had this beautiful friendship and now we've got even more in common. And um, it was a really important night for me. So, yeah, that was a huge night, leavers. And then from there, a couple of weeks later, um, I'm off to uni, moving to Perth to live with my grandparents and leaving Tyler behind, he's just staying in Collie. Um, pretty sad about that, but that's that's life. And yeah, it was. Um, I got into architecture and having to commute like an hour and a half each way from Kalamunda to UWA was a huge, like three hours a day on a bus. It's not fun. Um, so I was like tired from that and stressed out because architecture has this insane work ethic, like. Everyone expects perfect. Good is not enough. Like, it needs to be really good. 
And a lot of people are really good at it because they've wanted to be an architect since they were like a baby or something. <laughs> a bit of an exaggeration. But um, yeah, it was like this huge pressure to achieve. And I wasn't as into architecture as I thought I was going to be. Um, but I like I just felt like I needed to do really well. So I was really trying. Um, and on top of this pressure from that, I just knew myself like I'd come out to Tyler as not straight, but... Like, that wasn't the end of it. There was more. <laughs> this, it wasn't quite sorted yet, but I was just trying to keep that under wraps. Like, I didn't want to go there. Like, didn't know what that meant, didn't know what that label meant, if I was going to be okay, if I, I didn't want this. Um, yeah, so let's just keep pottering along with architecture and it'll go away, it'll be fine. But, um, yeah, when you sort of try and repress things like that, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, so going along with architecture and this huge heavy weight, like this sort of despair, like something, something's wrong, something is really wrong and I know it's wrong and like, who am I, what do I want, like, where do I want to be, who do I want to be, like, do I like myself, do I like my body, like, no, it was really wrong, it was like this intense, this intense feeling that I just couldn't figure out, was this okay, this was, no, this was not okay and um, just trying to ignore that so this pressure just kept getting bigger and bigger and like this huge well just was forming but it was filling up quicker than it could form this big dark place was was getting huge and um I couldn't take it anymore in the last semester like the last week of the semester um I ended up overdosing and just just wanted to get out of here just like this was too much too much pressure too much everything. And so then I deferred out of uni and moved back home with my family in Collie. And they were pretty pretty worried. Like they didn't think anything was wrong and then I overdosed. And so of course now they know something's wrong. Um, and I was just trying to put on a put on a happy face, like, what's going on? Like, why like I'm fine. Like, don't worry, everything's okay. Um, there's no pressure here, nothing to see. <laughs> but um it was still there, this huge pressure, like, like, I just had this feeling like I think I'm trans um, and I need to sort of, need to ignore this. I need to, like, just not accept that that's what's going on. Like, in society, a lot of trans people suffer immensely and, like, there's um, a lot of, sti like, stigma's not the right word, but sort of stigma around that, like, people don't want you to be trans, they don't want to see trans people, they, um, families don't want to have trans children, like, will my family love me, will my friends accept me, what's, like, this is, this is going to be a mess and I don't want to deal with that, um, but yeah, I'm, so I'm in Collie, hanging out with my friends, my friend a lot, and yeah, we just, we'd go around bog laps in the car, hang out at his place. We'd, um, I'd finish work for the day, I'd have a couple of days off and I'd just like message him like, hey, do you want to go camping? And we'd go camping for like a few days in the middle of the week at random swimming places around colleagues. There's heaps of beautiful swimming areas. Um, so our friendship was just so beautiful. Like I was really open about everything with him and at this point he knew that I was struggling with um, like thinking about a trans identity um, and he sort of, he was like, okay, cool, but also, like, no one really knows how to, um, like, say the right things or support you. Like, it's not his place to 
to like pull me out of a dark place and also how's he supposed to know how to help me accept myself like it was all about what I needed to do not what he needed to do so he was he was there and that was important and um like I was just still in this this horrible like deep spot where I was stuck and everything was just pretty rubbish but um I could see he was getting really sad about it like I was sad which made him sad which made me sad <laughs> it just went around it was pretty ridiculous and like like it was really hurting me to see him upset and I just went this has got to stop like um I've got to I've got to sort this out so like I can stop upsetting my friend and um yeah so I was just like I was at home out in the back garden and just went I've got to like I've got to accept I'm trans like I've just got to do it and like whatever consequences happen like they'll happen um because I, I need to get better like I need to get out of this and so I did I just went okay I'm trans like let's deal with this <laughs> and had a good cry <laughs> um yeah like a real good cry <laughs> and then um yeah I went and hang out with Tyler and probably cried some more but like was just like was pretty relieved like he was he was okay with it and I'd finally accepted in myself like this is who I am I'm going to embrace it I'm going to live my life I'm going to be alive and I'm going to like yeah I'm going to do this and so um probably step 1 of that was okay let's I want to socially transition and I don't really feel comfortable doing this in a small country town where everyone sort of like gossips about everyone and everyone knows everyone's business um I wanted to sort of do it away like a little bit less publicly so I thought I'll move to Perth and um find some good people to live with and I thought really purposefully like let's find a queer friendly house like that's got to be number 1 on the list and more points if there's queer people in the queer friendly house um yeah so I moved to Perth moved in with a queer couple a trans woman and her partner and um that was really special for me just seeing two queer people just living ordinary lives like having friends come over and visit and then I'd meet friends and have more queer friends and it was like gradually bit by bit this sense of queer community was forming like I was allowed to be me and I'd be like yeah I'm trans and they'd be like cool well we use he him pronouns no probs and like can be feminine can be masculine doesn't really matter if you're straight or gay or trans like queer people just sort of like cool we'll embrace that and this sense of community was like bit by bit inside me like being trans is okay like i don't i don't hate myself like this is all right like i've got my friends around me i've got still my best friend and colleague like we still chat and hang out and that's a beautiful friendship and now he's not sad anymore <laughs> like it's not this never ending sad loop but um and now i have this incredible family around me like it's a queer family really and um yeah i'm trans so i'm queer i'm here i'm a man <laughs> and that's okay thank you for listening If you would like to find out more about the Center for Stories or to make a donation, head to centerforstories.com.